When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. Practice five of Mountaineer Fall Camp is now in the books. Uh, the Mountaineers are working out up on the Steve Annaline family practice facility earlier today. Uh, split squad uh, practice again today. Uh, the first group this time was the uh, older players, and the second group uh, out on the field was the, some of the younger guys. Uh, Coach Neil Brown said the, the focus today was on the run game. Defense uh, won the first part of the split squad practice uh, among the first group. Um, offense getting the better part of it uh, during the latter part of the uh, first practice. Uh, among the second group with the younger guys, uh, Brown said that it was a, a little bit sloppy, um, but overall, another good day of work uh, for the Mountaineers, day five of, of fall camp. Uh, the team will have a practice on Wednesday. Thursday will be off. Friday, uh, Brown said, will be a light practice. And then on Saturday, Brown said they will uh, scrimmage inside the stadium uh, with officials. He's not sure yet how much tackling they will do in this practice, um, but he did indicate that uh, some of the, um, the work done on Saturday will begin to determine uh, what they do um, as far as narrowing down some of the reps uh, and, and getting that pared down to the guys that are going to uh, be getting ready for um, uh, the opener with Maryland. So, again, another good day of practice. Listen to what Coach Brown had to say with media coming up right after this. West Virginia is a special place, but it's the people that make it special. Honestly, it is the crowd. It's the people. This is one of the great environments. There are no pro teams in the state of West Virginia. They love West Virginia sports right here. 
This is the most underrated fan base in the country. Grass Resource, State of West Virginia, is not coal. Grass Resource is his people. Join the climb today at WVUTimetoClimb.com. Day five, uh, had a recovery day yesterday. Uh, guys had a lot of energy. We went went back to split practices today. Um, more of a focus on the run game uh, in both in, on both sides of the ball. Worked uh, some quality uh, special teams with kickoff and punt, two areas that can, can win and lose you a game. Um, I thought with uh, the first practice, the blue group went out. thought the defense really had an edge in the first half. Um, offense – uh, did a really good job two minutes into half, kind of swung the momentum. Offense probably won the second half. And the second group is kind of even, um, probably a little bit sloppy. Our second group was a lot of our younger players. Um, not not exactly what we're looking for, but in their defense, it's the first time that we've really tried to line up and just run the ball for extended periods of time. So with that, I'll, uh, I'll take questions. Greg? So, Neil, I guess tomorrow you start with full pads. Am I right? So Yes. Uh, so, I mean, what have you learned – in, in no pads, uh, mm-hmm. and now what can you hopefully try to figure out a little bit as you get into full contact? Yeah, well, today was our first real shell, what I what we call shells, which is basically uppers and and uh, padded girdle. Um, I don't think I don't know how much you can tell other than what they know alignment and assignment when you just practice in helmets only. Um, I understand what we do with the acclimatization process and, and I agree with it um, but as far as playing real football I'm not sure it gives you a, an accurate look um, just because the game is so much different when when you have to play uh, with pads on and you add the physical element so today was the first opportunity our guys have have had to play really what I call what what I would call real football um, what, what we have learned I think that from a um, the way we look and, and you all have been there um, for for two of them, is we look better. Uh, I think our team speed is the best that we've had in three years. We're a longer team. Um, I think we have more depth at certain positions. Um, offensive line, um, you know, linebacker, I think we have some guys that, that can play in those particular positions. Um, but the thing, too, is that, that really shows up. There's significant difference in our ones and twos on defense especially. Uh, so we've got to do a good job getting those young guys. They're talent there. We just have to get some experience, uh, and we have to do that quickly. How far are your bandits from, I mean, just from when you first got here to now? I mean, physically, those look like guys that Yeah, they do. You know, I think that uh, Van Darius has is, is really adjusted to playing that and taking ownership as far as um, he really fought the move for probably the better half of a year and a half. And, and now he, he understands how he can be a, a quality player at that position. Um, you know, if you go back through the years of people that played that position uh, for us, and then, then historically in this defense, there's been some really good players and productive players and, you know, probably first ballot Hall of Famer coming up next year. There's been guys that have been first team all league, defense player of the year. Um, so a lot of production from that position. Um, we've had to change it, what we asked them to do the last two years. I think we can get back to um, this year being the first year we can get back to what we want out of that, which is a guy that has length, that can play in the box, that can play on the edge and, and give us a, a plus pass rush, but also can drop and be an effective dropper in our, some of our zone blitz stuff. Um, and so if you look at it, not only VD, but uh, Jared Bartlett has, has had a great start to camp, um, really um, – coming off what was probably his best probably month 
since he's been here in the month of July, just physically getting ready in, in preparation for the season. And then we, we play in Linnell Carr out there some too, um, who's probably our most natural pass rusher that we have in our program. Um, and so we do, we have, we have some guys there that I think can really help us on, on, at that position and on defense uh, in total. Depth overall compared to when you first got here? Well, you know, I think that we, we have more depth. Um, you know, John asked me a similar question to that uh, walking in. Um, you know, offensive line-wise, it's night and day, okay? Um, the receiver room is we have more quality players. You know, now a lot of them are the same guys. They're just, you know, over two years, your body changes a lot. And those guys had to play before they were ready. You've heard me say that before. Um, and so now physically those guys are ready. Um, our, t our, our tight end room is totally different. We have uh, – we really struggle with that position in year one. You know, running back um, is – last year we were thin uh, in that. I think it's better now. But we had some depth there at that position in year one. Um, defensive, I think it, it – the first and second level, our depth is much improved. Now, on the third level, we have numbers, but, you know, we have really old guys and really young guys. So, um, I like the talent in that third level in the secondary, um, but, there's, but there's a lot of inexperience there. And we're going to have to get those guys ready. And we're getting them a lot of reps. You know, that's part of the reason why we split squad practice or we two-spot every drill that we do when we practice all together. Is there anybody jumping out at that corner spot opposite Nick Troy between Jack and Darrell Charles right now? Yeah, I think that Daryl Porter's had a tremendous start to camp. Now, he's got to continue. Um, he had a really good start last year in camp. He kind of fell off. I think his body's more mature, and, and he's going to be able to handle the work better than he did a year ago. Um, and Jackie, Jackie's been bothered by a little bit of a foot, but he's he's playing through it. Um, I like both those guys. I like Charles Woods. You know, I think he's a guy that um, he's, he's getting used to the speed of the game because it's faster. But I think all three of those guys are, are more than capable. He's good today. <laughs> With that depth, yeah. last first couple of years you didn't rotate a whole lot. Maybe it's just because you didn't have numbers at most positions. Would you like to rotate if you have depth, or is it ride the hot horse? No, I think you know defensive line wise you have to rotate, um, and we did rotate them last year, um, but there was a significant a significant drop off between our first and second group. Um, and really what we ended up doing last year was going to kind of a three-man rotation, three-man rotation at the end, three-man rotation at both interior spots. Um, and we were okay except when we got – when we had to play, you know, four true down linemen, you know, the Iowa State game they got worn out. Um, and then in the Texas Tech game where, where they played with tempo, you know, our production in the second half wasn't good enough. Um, and so right now what we're trying to do is develop some of that. And, and what we've talked about from a staff or, uh, from a staff standpoint is we have to play them. You know, you have to play guys up front. Um, and then offensive line-wise, you'd like to get where you had about seven that were ready to play. You know, and, and then the flow of the game will dictate. You know, we probably played six last year quite a bit. I'd like to get to that seven number. Has Jerry the other day. Where's Sam Brown at? Yeah, he's obviously been here a year. What are your expectations? Yeah, I think he has flashes. You know, I think that he's talented. Um, he's got to be more consistent in, in every facet of his life. Um, I think he's got to take care of his body 
you know, he's had some cramp issues where he's got to he's got to do a better job of hydrating, eat, eating, and, and sleeping. Um, but he's talented. Uh, he, he's a physical presence. Um, he's what we wanted when we recruited from a from a playmaking standpoint. He's got quality hands. He's got a good burst. Um, he's just got to be a. He's got to do a better job of taking care of his body. He's got to do a better job of of being detail oriented on the field, and he's got to grow. and And so I would say he's a work in progress. Is he better than he was a year ago? Yes. Is he better than he was probably two months ago? Yes. Is he where we would like him? No. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you spoke to it, of course, but uh, yeah. uh, everything that I read as far as the obituaries went and the likes, his value system, his, his goals, seemed to be very similar to, 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 to what you were trying to do. Uh, did he have an influence on you, or, or did that just come about by the kind of people that you were? Well, I would say that um, I, I would uh, – he uh, – here's what I think he did. I think he had a tremendous impact on, on coaching – and um, and honestly, I probably, from a coaching perspective, there's no doubt. And then from a value perspective, I probably um, pale in comparison. But um, you know, I think he was just. I was I was very fortunate to go down uh, and visit a few times while he was the head coach. We played him uh, my first year at Troy as an assistant, and really had a chance to beat Florida State. I think they were ranked ninth in the country. Played him in '06, and they came back and scored. We were we were winning the game in the fourth quarter. They came back and scored and won. And um, he was just very humble and uh, to our team, and, and that's something that always uh, stood out. Uh, even the week after the game, um, reached out uh, to Coach Blakeney, our head coach, and um, I thought that showed a lot of class. And you know, I think he just did a tremendous amount for the coaching perspe- uh, profession. Really, uh, he was about the right things. Uh, I was fortunate to, to hear him speak several times at some different FCA events, and I thought he always spoke from the heart and did a great job. Um, you know, and, and the other thing, and I think I talked about this um, maybe with John, is he really changed the way the game was played offensively. You know, the maybe the first program that played with tempo, the first program um, that that spread the field and, and got a lot of athletes on there when, when they had Charlie Ward. And, and so, and I think there's something to be said for the perseverance that he had. You know, he – how many wide was wide left or wide rights you would remember, but he was able to overcome and then get to the national championship. He was close so many times. So I thought he showed tremendous uh, perseverance. Um, And then he was consistent. You know, I don't know if there'll ever be another, uh, you know, outside of what Alabama's maybe doing, but the run he had was, was unbelievable. The, the number of top 10 finishes and, and those things. And then, you know, really since his passing, I think one thing that really stuck out to me is in all the stuff that, that I've read, is when he was the head coach here, um, how he handled uh, the Marshall plane cl- crash with 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 so much cl- uh, class and and dignity, and I just think that how he handled that. The more I read about it, um, is, is really impressive to me. Coach, I got a text here. I got to read you. Ask this question: Devell Washington progressing um, the position change from wide out to linebacker. How's he doing there? Yeah. So I think today I'll be able to answer that better. Um, probably after watching the film. The one thing that we've got to see from him is him be physical. Um, and it's it's unnatural because I think I've talked about this before. He's moving from wide out, but he played some defense in high school, but he played safety, and it's just totally different. So now he's playing on the edge of the defense, what we ask our wheel linebacker to do, um, and, he's, and he's learning. 
You know, what I, what I really – my expectations for Devell is he continues to improve as a linebacker. Hope as the year goes on he can be a quality backup. But I really think he should have an impact on special teams. Um, he's athletic. He's long. Um, he can run. Uh, he's got to learn how to, how to be physical. You know how to how to be the guy that initiates the contact, and that just because that had that's not something he's had to do yet. I know what you're saying. You know, I don't know if it's a whole lot different, Mike. I, I do. I understand why we changed the preseason camp model. Um, I think it got, you know, as you know, the rules. Uh, committee and, and there was a group of coaches, you know, I think uh, Pat Fitzgerald was on there, David Shaw was on there. I think as it, we kind of got to the finish line, it got to a fair consensus. Um, you know, I think a lot of what we're doing is most coaches were doing already. It was just like in any profession, you know, it's a few ones that are outside the lines that, that force everybody to change. Um, but it's not much different than what we were doing. You know, it, it's really not – Way to, you know, normally we'd have been in full pads today. We're going to be in full pads tomorrow. Um, but I don't think there's a huge difference. Okay. Else? Anything else for Coach? Yeah. No, right. I yeah, it's fine. Um, understanding this is that, that period where you're still, everybody's getting to know and get comfortable again. Is there a date? Is there a practice? Is there a part of the preseason where you anticipate? Yeah, yeah, Mike, so I think once we get through today and tomorrow where guys get used to um, thud situations and tackle situations, you know, I expect it to be cleaner on Saturday. The first two days where you have contact, so we're going to go today, we had a uh, what we call a, a thud. Nobody's getting tackled, he's had a thud. Um, and then tomorrow we'll thud again. So those two days where you get your body – kind of acclimated to, to, to getting hit. and It's more up front than it is at the skill positions. Um, then we'll have a day off on Thursday. Then we'll come back and have a light, fri light practice on Friday. I anticipate on Saturday um, that's the day where we're going to be in the stadium. We'll be in, it'll be all team, how much we tackle, how much we don't, to be determined. But I think that's the day where it'll start to show. I think when we come into through Saturday, you'll say, okay, I think these guys have taken the step that we need them to, or maybe they're not quite ready. Um, what do we need to do in the next week to kind of get them there? Yeah. So I think we'll have a better. We're going to get through this week, um, and 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 probably next week, and get two weeks out from the game and kind of and kind of make a determination right there. Okay, we're going to really be. Um, it's not, not something that we're worried about season-wide or anything like that, but I think it's better. Um, he's already got a bunch of reps. You know, it's not the worst thing in the world that he's not uh, banging just because he's had to do that a lot over the last two years. And so we're being safe. Probably cautious would be a good word. Um, we're going to leave him that boot um, this week, probably through next week, and then kind of reevaluate him. And that was Coach Neil Brown. Thanks for listening to this Mountaineer Football Practice Podcast. I'm John Antonic. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. 
So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.